0: And Sebastian, I've actually never stayed at an Airbnb. I'm a hotelier turn through. I won't do it. Yep.
1: Hi there, I'm Sebastian Leitner and welcome to the Turn Down and podcast for hoteliers hosted by Cloudbeds. I can't wait for you to meet Sarah Foltz. Sarah Foltz is the vice president of distribution at MGM Resorts. MGM Resorts is a big casino company is operating 31 properties. Uh, 50,000, 46,000 hotel rooms. So think of every casino having roughly 1,500 hotel rooms. Sarah is responsible to manage not only her team of, I think, 35, 40 people that are taking care of connectivity, onboarding, distribution of offers to third party channels, she's also in the process of changing her CRS system. I can't wait. For you to discover what Sarah has to say about her work, her life, and what's keeping her up at night. Welcome to the Turndown. I'm joined by Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Sarah is the vice president of distribution at NGM Hotels. Um, and I will dive right straight into it. My warm-up and opening question is, Sarah, as a VP of distribution at NGM, what is keeping you up at night? these days. Oh,
0: you're going there. You're going right for it. All right. Correct. Well, you didn't You didn't prep me with the questions, so That's great to okay. be here. That's
1: okay. Thanks uh, for having
0: the... me. Always great chatting <laughs> with you, Sebastian. We, have an, we always ah, have ah. a good time.
1: We do. We do.
0: <clears throat> what's keeping me up at night? I would say, well, the, for those that know me, they know I'm not a great sleeper, so I do a lot of good deep thinking at night. I tend to map through problems in my head at night, Um, That's number one, but I would say I probably focus on my team the most. I have an amazing team, right? I Uh have nothing without my team. I probably have the best team I've ever had, and I want to ensure they're thriving, and they're happy, and what's next for them, and I focus a lot about their growth and where they're at. I spend a lot of time focusing on my team. Secondly, I would say-
1: Okay, go on. I'm going
0: to give you a second one. Lately, mm-hmm. I've been spending a ton of time thinking about designing the next best toiletry bag and carry-on. This keeps me up at night. I have shopped. Seriously. In, I have purchased a million carry-ons, backpacks, and toiletry bags, and I have yet to find the right one. Anybody wants to invest, let me know, because I'm determined
1: to do this. All right, And you're going to find a designer or a producer. Well, you're going to design I have it the vision.
0: I have the vision in my head.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Toiletry bag. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Carry-on luggage. I love my carry-on luggage. Really, like I don't really. Time.
0: I'm more like a backpack or, you know, a bag to go to an exec meeting is different than if you're traveling internationally. I love to sit in the airport and look at all the backpacks in the airport. and I'm like, they're all different shapes and sizes and what works for people. And I still have yet to find the right one for me. And I've ordered a lot. <laughs>
1: The, I think the 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 most important thing is to travel light. Right? Don't overpack. Don't put too much stuff in your. How big is your luggage for three days? Are you I checking more? I mean, or... I
0: literally just had this conversation with my boss. He <laughs> said he said you're never traveling with me because I won't do a carry on. I check every time.
1: You check every, every time,
0: time. Okay. unless All it's right. a one or new day trip. I'm checking every time. I've never lost okay. my luggage. Knock on wood. So, let's yeah. go
1: back to your team. You have. Uh, How big is your team? What do they do? Help us understand, you know, what I have
0: about 34 people on my team right now. Uh, we focus on connectivity and operations of third party. And Mm -hmm. right now, one of the big projects we're working on is we're going to launch a new CRS this year. That's been a long project that we're excited to launch. So I have a team that focuses on that. I have a team that focuses on GDS, travel agent commissions, third-party connectivity to all the partners and I have third-party content as well as third-party reservations.
1: That's exciting so you you're maintaining two systems right now like you're you're sunsetting your existing infrastructure you're introducing a new technology and you're managing the process throughout that's that should keep you up at night or doesn't you didn't mention that right away.
0: (laughs) Oh, because those nights, those sleepless nights are over. We're in the home stretch. We're we're launching soon. But that, okay. that did keep me up at night. That I, I did, for sure.
1: Okay. I know it would, it would have kept me up at night, but I guess you figured yeah. out all the data migration, all the processes, and now you you have a date. Is, is there a magic date when things are being unplugged and replugged?
0: There is a magic date. I can't give you that exact date, that's but okay. it'll be, no
1: it'll be the end of the
0: year for sure.
1: That's, that's exciting. I'm excited. That's the right date
0: right. is finally here. We're very excited. A lot of hard work went into that. The team has worked incredibly hard to get us here. I'm super proud
1: of them. What do you do to keep your team happy and engaged and, you know, excited to go to work? Like you, you dedicate your role to, to your team, right? You mentioned that in the introduction. Uh, so you spend some extra attention to their, I guess, satisfaction, happiness, engagement, et cetera. What do you do to to get them excited to come to work? Maybe I should ask them, but you know, it, I, I'd okay. love to get your perspective.
0: <laughs> so first and foremost, we moved to fully remote uh, during COVID. Most of us, though, are based in Las Vegas. Um, uh-huh. The team loves being remote. I think it gives them that work-life balance. I love it as well. Um, So that makes them extremely happy. But we do, you know, we do every meeting on camera. We use Teams. We're always on camera. My team knows they need to be on camera. I think it helps you connect better being on camera. I do monthly all team meetings. We do a quarterly in-person meeting. I do a ton of skip levels. And I don't really love the word skip level, but I spend a lot of time with my team at all levels, speaking to them, talking about what they want, their careers. I know a lot about their personal lives because that's important to me. Uh, you know, all the kids' names and pets, animals, all of that. And we're really close. I think we're all very loyal to one another. They support me as much as I support them. Uh, So we just make a really good team. I'm big on the team culture, so I really push for that. Everybody knows what I expect. I know people think I'm a tough boss because they know me from managing partners. And I'm actually a bit of a mama bear um, when it comes to my team. I really want them to be very protective. I'm very protective of my team. Uh, There's a lot of loyalty on both sides there. So, I've had people with me for a long time. People that have come with me from outside the company. Uh, Like yesterday, we played a game. On the we we love to play games. Yesterday's uh, simple game was uh, if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would that be? Everybody loved that, right? It gets you to get Mm. to know each other in a different way. So. We just do a lot of fun stuff. We use the team chat a lot. We celebrate every birthday, every anniversary, anything That's exciting awesome. or important going on in people's lives. We celebrate wins. We, we we try and keep really connected.
1: What was your answer? What was your album? I knew you were going to ask
0: that. So I think it's, um, you know, I listened to everybody's answers and I was like, oh, I should have said that. I should have said that. So for me, I love music. Um, It really keeps me, it keeps me at a good mindset. Right now, I think I went with what I'm feeling right now. So I'm an 80s and 90s girl. And if you remember in 1992, this uh, movie came out called Singles and they made a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to that a lot in my car right now.
1: Okay. All right. That's that's awesome. There was something else I wanted to uh, dive into which was around your team's culture. Uh, How would you describe it? Like what are some of the attributes that come to mind? Uh, You know, some companies have values or have, you know, uh, description on how they, uh, but how would you describe your team's culture?
0: That's a good question. I want my team to feel, uh, first of all, I want my team to feel safe in the environment they're in. I want my team to be able to speak up, Tell me what's working. Tell me what's not working. What's making you happy? What's making mm-hmm. you stay up at night? That's mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost. I want them to feel like they have the tools and the education to do their job. They, I will get them as much training as they need to feel like they can speak to their role and be proficient in their role. That's super important. I have some expectations that everybody helps one another. We, I view the hotels as almost clients, right? We actually work for them. So I ask that they treat the um, even other corporate entities as such. So it's important to me that we're known for being helpful and polite and good to work with, but super knowledgeable in our roles. And we have a lot of processes, SOPs. Somehow I don't think that surprises you.
1: <laughs> we're very structured. Good idea. good idea. We're
0: very structured. I have a lot of perfectionists on my team. Um, so we are all striving for you know, we want to drive efficiencies and be as automated as possible. It's important that we stay up on new technology. So I send articles every day. I'm big on articles. Harvard Business Review, I read daily, and I send leadership articles to the team. So it's a, it's a good environment. It's a good culture. I think people are happy for the most part. They That's might awesome. not be happy with me every day, but for the most part.
1: <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, walk us through your morning routine. How did you start your day this morning?
0: So being not being a great sleeper, I was a, I woke up at 3.30. Um, nice. And knowing I had to actually get dressed today and speak with you, I didn't get on the treadmill. I try to get on that treadmill every day. I'll do that yeah. later tonight. I am that person that grabs my phone while I'm still in bed. I like that kind of whatever. If it's 15 minutes or I have half an hour, I'll read um LinkedIn I definitely start there I'll go through my emails I make sure I know what's on my calendar for the day and I can't believe that I'm actually going to admit this but I have totally got sucked into TikTok (laughs) (laughs) I mean that is a rabbit hole of anything and everything that you could go down in that
1: world before LinkedIn or after LinkedIn I do
0: it actually after LinkedIn it's kind of a I don't know, it's a way to just not think about anything to start your day. So I spend a li- I've been spending a little too much time on TikTok lately.
1: <laughs> no, I'm curious on the TikTok things because, you know, you're a very busy professional person. I, I, I'm i curious what what gives, meaning at what expense? Are you watching less TV? Are you watching less? Like, what, what gives?
0: That's a great even question. If, my, even if my it's ability. 15
1: minutes, I'm just curious. Like, you know, <laughs> what are you doing less...
0: Well, I gave up mainstream news a couple of okay. years ago. You can understand why. Well, um, well, so I don't watch the news. I used to be a big watch the news every morning or read the news. Yeah. I read the industry news. I do go through and read the industry news. Um, and so I would say probably I've given up a little bit more TV. Um, okay. TV is my way to decompress. And so I've switched yeah. up TV for TikTok lately. I've got to get off it. It's a bad habit.
1: all right uh what is a common myth about your job
0: um that's a great question a common myth about my job
1: Knowing I you, mean, uh, I thought you were going to go to connectivity or something. Like, no,
0: uh, I mean, I, I still think, right, the importance of distribution as a role yeah. in the greater organization is still a struggle that um, I think all of us in distribution uh, fight for, right? we Distribution really makes the wheels go round um, uh-huh. for revenue management and in the commercial group. And I think that... Um, The importance of distribution is still something I'm I'm fighting through at at all levels, right? Inside, outside the organization.
1: With your vast experience, how would you describe distribution today, especially to somebody that, you know, maybe is not familiar with what you do specifically, but, you know, where does distribution start? Where does it end? I know you and I have had this conversation a number of times, but, you know, I'd love to get your unfiltered uh, perspective here
0: you're taking me back to when we were doing the adna marketing right and for instance
1: for instance oh, <laughs> or amongst a few other things or yeah. yeah and
0: you and I just talking about how we can't find a great glossier glossary of terms that exists out there right that we need so what right, right. where is when you google it what do you find that, where do you find the definition of distribution? Sure. So, uh, of course, we focus on distribution, especially at MGM, right? It could be you're distributing show tickets. You could distribute mm-hmm. many things. But I focus mm-hmm. on on room bookings for my career. Mm-hmm. And it's in simplest terms, right? You're putting the product on the shelf for sale. But that starts all the way from the sales partnership uh, with, the, with all of the third-party partners all the way through to the end with support. I will say the kind of biggest... Um, I don't want to say wake up call. That's not the right words. But over COVID, we centralized this third party reservations team that was all at, on property. They centralized that under me. And seeing everything that comes in on that side of third party has been so interesting from guests' requests, you know, the phone calls, the emails that guests send in, right. whether it's the conversations tools, it's billing issues. We handle a lot of stuff on taking deposits a lot around third party that is very still uh, manual that we're working really hard to drive efficiencies on. But I think that most people don't see that end of it. I I have a, a copy of the in, their inbox um, within my Outlook, and I love to go in and just see what, what are the guests asking for? What are the most common questions? And that'll be something that I think about at night is okay, how can we further this process? And we, I, we have great partners at MGM that I work with on the technology side, because I am looking at the technology side to drive some efficiencies there. I had a great call with Microsoft last week to talk about ChatGPT and mm-hmm. perhaps using that for the conversations tools, right? We are responding back. If somebody's saying, hey, you know, what is it, what can I do to celebrate my birthday at one of your properties? You know, can these new tools help us drive efficiencies there? So there's always work to be done. It's always, in my mind, I'm always looking, how can I make this faster, more efficient, right, more automated? That's what goes through my mind every single day.
1: That's so exciting. So what are, I mean, you mentioned the birthday at the, at the property, but what are sort of the areas of questions that are most common that right? you? that you get i think
0: i'm always surprised to see the number of people that try and get out of their reservation within the cancel period the number oh, okay. of things that people come up with is absolutely amazing to me i think being in vegas we probably have a higher number of that too um
1: okay. so they it, booked the non-refundable rate uh special or deal, they're special... within
0: the right or they're going to lose their deposit and that creativity
1: is endless, yeah. is, is, is your point. Okay.
0: Yes. But I mean, people ask, I mean, there's a lot of special requests that come in, right? Everybody wants really? a Fountain View at Bellagio. Everybody wants whatever high floor. They There's a lot of requests that come in.
1: Yeah. You've been in distribution for some time. I'm curious how distribution from your perspective has evolved and changed over time. Like, you know, think of now versus maybe 10 years ago.
0: So, I started in distribution, I would say around 2005 ish when I went Uh to work for HBSI. And at that time, Michael Hines, who's the founder of the original founder of HBSI, he Uh invented that product in 1999. You fast Uh forward to 2023, the product Uh looks generally the same and works generally the same, which is a kudos to Michael because he had such a vision. Um, But overall, right? connectivity still works the same in a lot of ways from back when I back 20 years ago if you think about it right it's still or
1: i don't know okay i, I
0: mean right that's uh, it hasn't evolved a ton and that's no fault of anybody for for trying right there's a lot of people out there trying to push i think that it's that we're still sitting on all of these uh disparate systems right and we're trying to yeah. connect and i think that the third-party distributors have really pushed the envelopes, coming out with a lot of different APIs. But are they really usable for everybody? Right? Oh, it's something, even at the size of MGM, or it could be the size of another big brand, you can't really take advantage of all the APIs that they have out there. Let's is an example, right? For content management, if you don't have a content management system that they can pull the content from, then oh, it's oh. a bit more difficult to use a content API. So I think we have. I think about this actually often. And obviously, if I had the right solution, Sebastian, I would call you up and we would start our own company. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. I'm waiting for you to call.
0: I know, right? Um, but how do we continue to push the envelope on connectivity, I think is the big question still out there. There's a lot of work to be done, right? You still have your push and your pull and now a hybrid, you still have errors, you still have people that have to map rate plans, it's still a lot the same as 2005.
1: So the fundamentals of distribution haven't changed. Correct. It's still the same. The processes are still the same. Okay. All right. I want to do a lightning round. You're familiar with lightning round. I want to, I want to, I am. I want to hear what comes to mind. I'm going to throw a word at you and you're just, you know, Uh-oh. could be a word okay. that you throw back at me. could be a sentence, whichever it is. Departures.
0: Like airline departures
1: or departure. like checkout departures? Correct. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> departure. What comes to mind?
0: Seamless.
1: Okay. Luggage.
0: I still have yet to find <laughs> a good one. <laughs> a good
1: brand. <laughs> Direct versus OTAs.
0: You need both.
1: Okay. Distraction. I guess you answered that earlier with TikTok.
0: Yeah, TikTok. (laughs) TikTok right now. TikTok right now, for sure. (laughs) That's a big
1: distraction. Digital marketing.
0: I mean, digital marketing is still uh, very important, and I think that's another one that's just going to continue to evolve. Travel in 2030. That's a good question. I don't know if I tend to be that person that looks terribly far out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can answer that from many angles, right? How easy it is to book. Where am I going to be traveling to in 2030? There's a lot of ways to answer that question. I mean, personally, I hope I hit several more countries or cities within the next five to seven years, but we'll see.
1: Okay. From a um... systems
0: perspective. I'm going to answer this from a system standpoint. Perfect. Actually, Perfect. I know this is cloud beds, but cloud beds doesn't serve all all market segments. But I still, I really feel strongly about the need for an integrated BMS and CRS. Okay. Not everybody's doing that, but I think there's a couple of people that are on their way to doing that, and that's going to be very interesting. By 2030, we better not have two systems
1: anymore. It's been too long. One system, one platform. We need that does one every-
0: system yeah why are we having an interface between a pms and crs anymore why i'm all in
1: favor of getting rid of it i'm done right it's
0: just another interface to manage and two different platforms usually by two different companies
1: it's it's too much all right let's wrap up the lightning round two more questions pleasure Oh, pleasure is what I do all the time. <laughs> like
0: that's okay. how I travel. That is how I travel. <laughs> okay, turn down. Turn down. I mean, like turn down service. I yeah. mean, I like. Sure. I mean, you know, you know, I like to stay at nice hotels, so I okay. like a good turn down so service. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I like a good turn down
1: service. Blackout curtains, all of that. Mint on my pillow. <laughs> Let's go back to platform for a second because I do want to, under- I mean, I want our listeners to understand Like, you're right now implementing a brand new CRS. You said, why do we have PMSs in CRS? Why is everything disconnected? Sorry, separate, not disconnected. Mm-hmm. Why does it matter that to you that there are two different systems? Why do you think one system could do it better?
0: I think the systems work are... in. A- need to integrate and work so closely together right Uh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw out their packages right Uh so packages are traditionally built in the pms because right the the billing and the folio and all of that takes place but the ability and the packages just
1: for definition includes multiple meal plans multiple tickets like anything that is more than just uh, then it's more than just hotel correct correct okay sorry and
0: no that's okay and you need right the CRS is the one that is selling on all the distribution channels right so you need the CRS to be able to properly sell a package on the distribution channel but you need the PMS to fulfill it and uh-huh. sometimes those two systems aren't really talking in a way that that's going to work out um, smoothly uh-huh. and I just think if we had an integrative system there would be the like minded thought on how it should work from booking all the way at all the way till checkout. And we just don't have that in many cases. Again, I know Filesbeds does it um, well, and there's people that are on the chase for it, but I think that... And there's people that have tried it in the past. I've been a part of those companies that have failed, but that's where we need to continue to go.
1: Okay. I want to talk about a little bit your experience in the last, I don't know, three, four years. Um, you know, there was this pandemic that has sort of changed a lot. of. And to your pers- comment earlier, it changed how you work, right? You went from in office to out of office. Um, travel changed our lives for certain periods, seemed to stop, at least people working mm-hmm. in travel. I'm curious what you learned from that experience. What did you take from this Covid incident with you that you say, hey, this, this is what I've learned. This is what I've taken from this.
0: I'm gonna go back to my team and being so grateful for my team. You know, unfortunately, I had to furlough half of my team during Covid, more than half, uh and those that stayed first of all they couldn't have been more gracious on every phone call i made i mean oh. i had to hold back the tears but on the other end of the phone they couldn't have been more understanding and gracious i had people asking me how i was doing so the humanity and oh. people was Damn. completely restored um during covid i think there's a lot of people that have forgotten about those <laughs> last three years and are back to normal but
1: would you've had examples um, where that trust and whether that confidence in people was restored right is is what you're saying
0: yeah i mean i think people cared and they focused on one another a bit more and they worked closely together right i feel like many the whole industry came together during that period Mm -hmm. and everybody just was in this together to bring travel back and get back to normal and i think you know we're out of COVID now and a lot of people have gone back to their old ways Um, and we need to remember that we're all partners and we're all striving to in the industry to move it forward whether you're competing on the hotel side or on the third party side right we're all in this together we all want to do good things for travel Yeah.
1: was there a change in travel or in I guess distribution that you didn't see coming out of the pandemic something that you said car in hindsight 2020
0: no I, well, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I like to see the direct bookings increased. I think that's evened out a bit back to normal levels, a normal mix um, in wow. a lot of places. Um, I don't love the, for me personally, as a traveler, I don't love the um, high rates that everybody's charging <laughs> right now, but <laughs> it's good to be a hotelier because everybody's still out traveling.
1: Okay, and that can, uh, I guess, dictate to a certain extent or can um, qualify the high rates, right? Like if there's enough demand, uh, rates are high. But as you rightfully said, if you're on the, I guess, paying end, uh, it maybe limits uh, your ability to travel yourself. Anything else? I was
0: was just looking at over 4th of July and I couldn't believe the rates up in Jackson Hall. I was looking up in Jackson Hall and we could get a three-star hotel and you're paying almost 600 a night. It's a bit crazy.
1: Okay, so that has to change in your opinion at some
0: point. I mean, at me as the traveler, obviously, I'd like, uh, as sitting on the hotelier side of Vegas, it's good to be in Vegas,
1: that's okay. for sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> right. um, what's, a? I mean, you're constantly recruiting, you're constantly expanding potentially your team or at least, uh, you know, looking for a talent. Uh, what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody starting out in the industry?
0: I, I'm always going to say this. First, continually try and learn. Read everything that you can. Make sure you read the news and get involved in network. I owe Hedna a lot because it's where I really met a lot of people Whoa. such as yourself, actually. Right. Uh, and now I can call up so many people in the industry and, and ask, you know, hey, how are you handling this? Or what do you think about this? Or just like you and I, what's going to be the future in 2030 of distribution? Um, so, try and get yourself out there and network and learn as much as you can.
1: Okay. Um, th- that's a great piece of feedback. Uh, how do you do networking now? I mean, you were at some point pe- uh, heading a president uh, uh, before me. So, I'm curious, what do you do now?
0: I mean, I have to admit, after that three years, I've needed a break. <laughs> I just. I think I just took a step back. I mean, it happened to unfortunately be I would my presidency was done in January of 2020, where you where you picked up. But you, you timed that
1: pandemic back. very well.
0: <laughs> I was able to take a much needed break. I still, I'm a big phone person. I actually okay. still talk on the phone a lot, and okay. so I try to make time to connect on the phone mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of. Industry people, I do uh-huh. that, uh-huh. Um, and I try. This year's been a little bit more of a struggle to get out and go to conferences and stuff. But that's still such a great way um, to get out there and really connect with people. You you just can't replace that in person. You can't.
1: Uh, where are you traveling to next? I mean, both business and leisure. Of course, we'll spend more time on the leisure destination. But you know, what's your next business trip, and and uh, what's your next uh, leisure trip?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to get to Hedna in Milan. Actually, well, I think it's with him the next thirty days. And bro, i are doing spend...
1: leisure. You're doing leisure. I, do. the... okay. I always do,
0: right? If I can, yeah, I always do. And I uh was actually this past weekend looking at these kind of small little quaint hotels up in northern Italy. Um uh-huh. like you know, like an hour from Innsbruck, Austria. Kind of like get me out into the mountains and hike and swim and bike. And you that's what I have on my radar. You want to have
1: George at the lake or no, something. No, I'm
0: not doing, not Lake Como. No, that's not too lake popular. Como. Okay. Out out in the wilderness. Okay. Just need okay. kind of a wellness kind of hotel. Take a little break from everything. Unplug from email, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. That's what I want okay. to do next.
1: Let me send you a couple of addresses. I think I uh, I may have a recommendation or two. You mentioned I'll send micro- you the
0: ones I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Thank
1: you. You mentioned Microsoft ChatGPT in in, in in an earlier question. You're heading to Milan conference. What do you think is sort of a a topic at upcoming conferences that we will all want to discover more? Is it ChatGBT?
0: I mean, I think AI, right anything AI related. But I think back on when blockchain came out, we talked about blockchain at every conference and. Uh-huh. ad nauseum. We talked cool. about it, we talked about it, we talked about it. Super hard to achieve. I know some companies are using uh-huh. it in many ways. I think chat, Pop, it's cool, right? It's cool new technology. Everybody should understand what's new out there uh-huh. and uh-huh. how they might be able to use it. But I think continuing to talk about AI is super important. It's, it's definitely the future.
1: I do feel though, and, and I'm curious on your perspective, right? Like I'm often overloaded when I search for something and, and, and you had a great example, you know, you want a very specific product in Northern Italy with hike, with spa, with, you know, decent food that is of high quality, where there's a turnout service, right? Like that, that's your search parameters. When you start that discovery today, you will get a million results that none of them are really matching that criteria perfectly
0: so I actually i love that we're talking about this because my when i when i go on vacation to plan vacation it takes me weeks it takes me weeks this isn't something i i'm not loyal to any big brand i don't Mm -hmm. i don't prefer to actually stay in the big brands i like to find the independent luxury hotels and you may be surprised to hear where i usually start my journey i actually usually start my journey I, um, I will look at Mr. and Mrs. Smith hotels. I look okay. at tablet hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll look at leading small luxury hotels of the world because I want to get my pulse on those independent hotels that are out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then I'll start to do a Google search on like luxury hotels in this region, and usually you'll have <clears throat> some publication, whether it's a fashion magazine or somebody will write an article about some kind of cool hip hotel and well, that's usually what I go for.
1: So Condé Nast or some magazine, some, some travel writing? Or something,
0: writing. yeah. Yeah, Where, something that I read about. And I like small. I My ideal is definitely under 100 rooms.
1: Well, your average like size t- property that you're working for has how many rooms, 3,000? So I'm not surprised. Exactly, yeah. Is 3,000 accurate? I mean, you probably know better than I do. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so you're going for much smaller than that. You're going yes. for 30 rooms or approximately. Yeah,
0: and I like that personal. They usually give you so much personal attention. I'm still, I want to go to the front desk. I want to talk to people. I'm that, I'm that girl. Wait, right. you're not downloading
1: my... the app? You're not going on your phone?
0: No. And Sebastian, I've actually never stayed at an Airbnb. I'm a hotel you're thrown through.
1: Okay. I well, won't do, a, I won't that's do a, that's it. That's a bombshell I comment. That's a mic drop. I won't
0: do it. Yep.
1: I won't do it. All right. Final question. What's your favorite travel destination in the world?
0: Oh, well, there's so many more places to go to, but I mean, I've been, I keep going back to, I mean, I just love Italy. I've been to every area of Italy. I can't get enough of Italy. I've looked at like what's like for real to buy real estate in Italy. Like I'm pretty obsessed with Italy.
1: You're going to buy one of the one Euro houses. Totally. I look at that
0: every time it comes out. (laughs) What does it take to convert this?
1: Sarah, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today on The Turndown. Really appreciate uh, you being here on the program and I really appreciate sharing your insights, your wealth of experience, and your personal travel experiences, which I really appreciated. Uh, so thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you for listening to The Turndown. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in next week as we discover new exciting guests.